This is episode number 412. Is it really the fear of being seen or is it something else with Davina? Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they wanna accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today is such an important episode because I think a lot of us, when we have blocks, when imposter syndrome comes up or we aren't attracting what we want, we can go to, oh, I have a fear of being seen. And that's true in so many ways. So many of us have a fear of being seen, a fear of being vulnerable. It can feel really, really scary. And sometimes that may not be it. (laughs) That may be more obvious thing, but there may be something deeper that's actually more accurate. And today's coaching call is a beautiful example of that. One of the things that we talk about in today's coaching call is Elementum Coaching Institute, the coaching institute I co-founded almost four years ago, which I'm so passionate about. We train epic coaches. And if you resonate with this podcast, My Style of Coaching, this is the coaching certification program for you. And even if you're not a coach, you just want an incredible personal transformation program that's going to give you coaching skills you can use with your employees or employer or peers or relationship or children, I highly encourage you to consider applying at elementumcoachinginstitute.com. We close enrollment September 1st, so that clock is ticking. It will give you the ability as a coach to feel confident and versed in digging deeper and really going for that may not in the necklace. You'll get that metaphor as you listen to the show with your clients and with yourself. So as you're listening, consider, do you believe you have a fear of being seen? Is it hard for you to put yourself out there? Are you a coach and you're having difficulty attracting the exact kind of clients that you want? Do you have a childhood that involves some kind of abandonment or not feeling really chosen by a parent? Do you get angry or just frustrated or annoyed when people copy you? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Davina. One, Davina, welcome to the show. How can I help? Thank you for having me. I've been having a few issues. I'm a life coach and I've been working a lot on my content and my kind of messaging to attract my ideal clients. I am working with another coach as well. And she said that she thinks I have a fear of being seen. And that's why I'm struggling to connect to my ideal client and maybe struggling to be as open and um, vulnerable on social media as perhaps I should be. Mm. Um, we haven't been able to get to the bottom of the fear of being seen, but I'm really keen to work on it and see if I can maybe not get rid of the fear, but, you know, act in spite of it if possible. So that's my, my biggest question. Does it feel true to you? It does on some level because I, I've always kind of described myself as a private person Mm -hmm. and there's certain things that really annoy me so I have a couple of people who tend to copy everything I do so if I go to a hairdresser they'll go to the same hairdresser if Mm -hmm. I 
buy something for myself, they'll buy the same thing. And it, it really, really annoys me. And my coach said that that's part of it because she said that the fact that it annoys me so much is because I don't, on some level, I don't want them to see what I'm doing and I don't want to be seen. Hmm. Do you have siblings? I have, yes. And what was it like with siblings growing up? So I have a very blended family. Mm-hmm. I have an older brother and myself. We grew up together until I was about 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Um, my mum left when I was about two. Mm. My mum and dad divorced when I was three years old. And she remarried and had two kids around about my teenage years. So I was the youngest for a long time. And then I had two younger siblings come along. My dad also had another son. So we have a very big blended family. And I used to be the youngest for a very long time. Mm -hmm. But now I'm probably a middle child, I'd say. And how did it feel when the youngest got attention or the younger one started copying you or just did sibling-like things? How did that feel for you? So I didn't really have that growing up because Mm -hmm. I grew up with my dad and my Mm -hmm. younger siblings grew up with my mom. So we didn't really have that, but I can remember being quite angry, I guess, with my mom for, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a child, I suppose you view it as abandonment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can remember being quite angry with her for leaving us and mm-hmm. going off and, you know, creating a new family. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't remember my siblings. That's okay. Um, they got your mom's attention. That's the thing that matters. Yeah. Yeah. So on some level, we all have a fear of exposure and being seen. I would work first on, because sort of like, to me, when you said that, I didn't feel a full body yes. Okay. What I felt was, what I heard inside was dig deeper. And what I'm getting, um, and I think this is just an addition and in support of what your coach is working with you on, is there's a part of you that felt like you had to share mom like she abandoned you and then she went off and had this other family and it's like what's mine and so in life you've had to cling to things that feel like just yours because we want our parent to feel like our parent not like leave us and then go parent other kids that feels pretty yuck especially like a mom daughter relationship so what I feel because To me, someone going and going to the same hairdresser, the reaction of feeling annoyed and maybe a little angry about it doesn't match the circumstance. And and whenever the reaction doesn't match the circumstance in terms of severity, I always go ding, 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 trigger, mostly inner child trigger. And so what I feel like it's pushing up against, and I could be wrong, you're the only one that knows for sure. But what I feel like it's pushing up against is this wound of mom leaving and then having to share her, the little you got, (laughs) with other siblings and just wanting this feeling of what's mine, what belongs to me. And going and having your hairdresser doing something and then somebody copying it, it's like, don't I get anything that's just for me? So it's it's not like so black and white in terms of, you know, you didn't have siblings mimicking you, but it's that feeling of feeling like, but I wanted that, but that was for me. Like, why are you going and doing that? It's resonating with you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like 
I said it to my sister the other day. I was a really annoyed about it, and I was speaking to my sister about it. And one of the phrases I said was, "It makes me feel like I have to hide what I'm doing, and it makes me feel like there's no space for me." Right. 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 And to me, that's deeper than a fear of being seen. To me, that's like a feeling of, what about me? Yeah. Where's mine? Where's my mom? <laughs> where's, where's like, this was, this was mine and you took it. And I know it's not a direct anger at your siblings. They didn't have any control, but it's a very, even adolescent, you know, if you were older when they came around, it's a, it's still an inner child thing. So yeah. what I feel is there too, is just this kind of like lone wolf feeling. Like you had to just figure a lot of things out for yourself. And yeah. it sounds like, was your dad in, pretty involved in your life? He was in the sense of being financially providing and being physically present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think, I don't think he's a very emotional person. Right. 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 So have you felt like you've had to figure a lot out on your own? 100% Parent yes. yourself a lot. Yes. Yeah. 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 And what does that feel like? If you were to attach a feeling word to that, what would that feeling word be? I think there's two feelings that come up. I feel quite sad. Mm-hmm. I also feel really angry. Yeah. And just let the emotion come up if it's there. No rush. But the best thing to do in this moment is just to let that younger one inside know that first and foremost, some two people are here listening, me and your older self, and that it's really safe for her and she deserves to have this attention and this space right now to feel and express whatever she's feeling. That's really, really helpful. Mm. How does it feel helpful? I feel like she feels validated. Mm-hmm. And in the sense that it's it's okay to be angry and it's okay to be sad about it. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, I suppose there's an element of grieving what you never had. Exactly. Exactly. And in some ways, what you had and lost. Yeah. So in any moment where you feel like there's something that's yours and it feels taken in any way. And again, this is all very subconscious, younger child triggers. Your adult self can go, why do I care that someone went to my hairdresser? Like it shouldn't matter. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Logically, you're thinking, yeah. This is, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But if only, if only logic was enough, I wouldn't have a job. So it's, it's, <laughs> neither would you, right? It's, it's, yeah. it's, this is what as life coaches, we support people in doing is just being curious about, hmm, why are we having this, this response? And it's, you know, that annoyance or frustration and what we've dug deeper to that anger and sadness, it's valid. It's valid. And it needs that expression. And so one thing that I want to support you in with vulnerability is I want to say it a little differently to you. I think it's very important. You're vulnerable with yourself 
and coaches and and people like, and that's this one-on-one dynamic that you're in. Yeah. Publicly as a coach, I don't, would you consider me vulnerable? Um, I think you're open to sharing, you know, things that are relevant. Mm-hmm. So to a degree, I would say that is vulnerable. Yeah. See, to me, I actually wouldn't use that word because to me that feels pretty scary. Yeah. It what, feels scary to me too. Mm-hmm. How I feel I am is honest. Okay. And if I feel like something that's happened in my life is helpful to share, I'm honest about it. You were on, were you on the whole free coaching call on Monday? I was, yes. And you heard me share something pretty personal. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes. And to me in that moment, it didn't feel vulnerable. It felt honest and relevant. Yeah. Does that feel different inside of you if you think about sharing that way? That feels massively different. And also because vulnerability for you isn't exactly comfortable because you didn't have mom left. So right then and there you had to shut down massive parts of you. Dad wasn't really emotionally available. So where was there a space for your vulnerability to go from no space of that to oh, let me publicly be vulnerable. Uh, Mm. No. (laughs) No. Yeah. No. That's like saying to someone who's afraid of heights, instead of, you know, starting jumping off, you know, three steps, go to the Eiffel Tower and stand on the edge. It's like, no Mm. way. That's not where you start. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. And I think I've been struggling a lot with the vulnerability piece because I keep thinking, well, what is it? What do I have to, you know, put into my content that people um, resonate with that's so emotionally open? I think there's just a block there because I'm like, I don't don't know what I'm supposed to be. It's unfamiliar. I'm vulnerable about. Yeah, exactly. And I just want to share with you right now, you're being vulnerable. And even though we're not airing this in this moment, it's going to be publicly heard. And so you do do it when you feel safe enough to do it. So I just Mm -hmm. want to point out to you, you have the capability when you feel safe and supported, which makes sense because you weren't feeling safe and supported emotionally as a child. So part of how you're reparenting yourself is putting yourself in safe spaces where vulnerability just naturally happens. I have experienced you as completely open and vulnerable, honest, willing, no blocks to receiving. Thank you. And what I feel is more, if we're going to use the word block, I'd rather use the word opportunity in terms of what might be the, I like to call it a record scratch, like when we're not really drawing in what we want. So if we speak specifically around the client thing, if I were going to name it, like what is that record scratch? Like what's the thing for Davina to focus on so that she can shift this a little bit? I would lean more towards not being chosen. Because that to me feels, and again, you have to see if it resonates with you but I'll share with you why I'm sensing that mom abandoned you 
and went and had other children and stayed with them. In a child's mind, how do you think that's going to form beliefs? Well, I think they probably feel to some degree not worthy or unchosen or, mm-hmm. yeah, abandoned, rejected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not mm-hmm. good enough. Did you ever feel like you had to work extra hard for your mom's attention or love? I don't know if it was for my mum's attention or love, but I think maybe to some degree I did it for my dad mm-hmm. because I felt like my mom's not here right? and I have to be really good for dad. Right. So, right, because he's the only one I got left, right? So yeah. here's where we're going to see scarcity, not, you know, unworthiness, undeserving, people picking other coaches over you. That's where this kind of stuff is going to show up. And it has nothing to do with how good a coach you are. And I don't think it has anything to do with your visibility. I think there might be protective layers in which you may be hiding. Um, and there may be things to explore and unpack in there. But when yeah. I'm sitting here having this conversation with you, what I'm feeling most is this unmet need to feel one picked two loved and validated and and three like you have something that's yours yeah. that no one's going to take from you and so in that and this is all very subconscious in that energetic the word hoarding is coming to mind but you're not a hoarder it's like there's going to be an energetic like circle where you kind of want to keep things close to you that's going to keep you from being really expansive in your energy. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. So it's harder for people to feel you because you're going to kind of like contract in and be like, no, I need mine. Again, subconscious, energetic, and important. <laughs> you know, the, the conscious yeah. stuff only only is 5 to 7%. So I haven't so much sense because mm-hmm. I, I think I am I now that you're saying it, I think I'm definitely quite a contracted person unless I feel safe enough to open up. And I I normally phrase it very differently when I speak about myself, but I always say, Oh, I don't make friends easily, or I don't get on with girls, or I don't, you know, I, I find it very hard to to I take a very long time to open up to people. But mm. everything you're saying makes so much sense and it, yeah, definitely resonates. Yeah. So, and, you know, and this is, I don't know if you're considering Elementum, our coaching institute. This is why I'm so passionate about why we teach it the way we teach it, because there are these inner child, super subconscious wounds and just operating systems that we develop so young that we don't even realize are impacting our life in so many ways. And, yeah. you know, as part of that coaching program, this is what you do. You, you dig deep, not in the sense of like, I'm broken. I have to dig so deep and blah, blah, blah. not in that sense, but in the, like, I'm going to go for, I like to think of it as, um, and maybe you've heard me use this metaphor. I don't know if you've ever had a tangled gold necklace where it's like been in your jewelry case oh, and, it just, yes. Yes. and it's like you pick and you pick and you pick at knots and then you get that one knot that just unravels everything and it's unravels like the best everything. feeling in the world. 
Yeah, and 100%. I feel like a lot of coaches kind of pick at a lot of different knots, the more obvious knots, but it's like when you get that big one, it's like, oh, this mm. makes a lot of sense. So I feel like we got some big knots today. You're a coach. I would love, and no pressure, I'm here to support you. I would love for you for a moment to be the coach to yourself, right? You've had a client that's just revealed all of this. What do you feel would be the most supportive next steps? Oh, that is interesting. I would probably say to think of one or two people that are very safe. And I would probably recommend opening up to them and practicing opening up to them so that it feels a bit more comfortable and a bit more familiar. And then on the other side, I would probably recommend dealing with the feelings and tolerating the feelings of not being chosen Mm -hmm. and um, not feeling picked and not feeling accepted or, you know, validated because Mm -hmm. If we can sit with those feelings, not not everyone is going to choose us. Um, so, you know, we need to kind of sit with those feelings and make sure that we can, they don't completely paralyze us in life. That's probably what I would recommend. I love that. I love that. And, and also knowing that you deserve yours, whatever that mm. is, your business, your clients, your relationship, your money, your friends, whatever it is, like you get to have an expansive life. You get to open your energy and welcome in. And it doesn't mean you're going to lose it. Yeah. 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 So I'd be doing a lot of work with that little little girl at two and three who lost mom. You know, not completely. She didn't die, but she went on to have another life with another family. And that's a big, that's a big one. It's not like you lost your pet frog. This is your mom. Yeah. And I'm sure you've done work on it and I'm sure you're aware of it. And it's, it's one of those, those biggies that will have layers. We'll have layers. And I just encourage you to be so mothering and nurturing with yourself as you explore those layers. And I just want to shift gears for a moment and maybe I can offer you some help on your messaging so when you think of your ideal client and how you message to them, what is it right now? I look um, after, or like I help women with confidence issues. Mm-hmm. So my sort of underlying root cause, if you like, is self-worth. But I, I talk a lot about um, being vulnerable. I talk a lot about um, being a people pleaser, perfectionism, and setting boundaries so those are those are a lot of the topics that I tend to talk about mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you know you can also, if you want, speak about grief and loss. Yeah. If you want, you may not be ready for that, but it might be something down the road. Yeah, I think to some degree, I sometimes feel like I'm not qualified to speak about grief and loss, mm-hmm. which sounds really weird when I say it out loud because of course I'm qualified but yeah maybe that's where the kind of the opportunity is to kind of be a bit more open and a bit more honest yeah 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 I think there's a lot of people who resonate especially women like 
<laughs> if you lost a parent, especially mom, or you felt like mom wasn't in your life, do you think you're going to have confidence issues? No, oh, 100%. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And if you connect that dot, like, for people, and you ask them to think about their relationship with their mom and how that impacts how they feel about themselves, you know, it's a, that's, it's a huge aha for people. Mm. And it will help them feel you. Yeah. Not that you have to become a specialist in mother issues, but there's, you know, a lot of people in their messaging that say, I help women feel more confident. So da, 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 da. it's like, imagine if you said, I help women who never felt the love for their mother from their mother feel the love from themselves so they can be confident and have what they want in life. Uh, yeah. That's going to get the attention of more people than just saying, you know, the outcome without any backstory. Because yeah. there's two ways to market. There's marketing the aspirational, I'm going to help you build a six-figure business in 30 minutes, <laughs> whatever people yeah. say. And then there's the more feeling-based of where like you touch people's heart and they feel like you invoke a feeling in them. And yeah. I think you're more the latter. I could be wrong, but you don't seem marketing to me. No, I struggle with the marketing side of things. And my coach did say the other day that she thinks I'm a very soft and sort of nurturing person, which again came as a surprise to me because I don't view myself that way. Mm. So I think it's, you know, part of my work, I guess, is to, understand me yeah. as that person and kind of tap into that. And how beautiful you've had to be because you didn't have a mom. You had to bring those qualities forward. So I think the more you bring those qualities forward, the better. Mm. And that's going to, I feel, draw more clients in. As I think of my first coach, and I, I definitely have a mother, a mother I love very much. And my first coach, Mona, was in a lot of ways a mother figure, but she was more like a mother archetype than like replacing my mother. And so I'm yeah. not saying you're going to go and replace people's mothers because then you end up being a caretaker and you end up depleted and <laughs> all those things. Mm -hmm. But to have that more mother Mary energy, that unconditional love that I got you no matter what, that's so valuable. And I think that's what you need from you. And whatever we are giving ourselves, whatever ourselves most need is what is most valuable to the clients. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. And I did read um, Mother Hunger, mm. the book, um, recently. I think I read it after being on one of your coaching calls where mm. we talked about I think, the sister wound, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Um, so I read Mother Hunger. And I know in, in that book it says that if you don't have a mother figure, you can find a person that feels like a mother for you and then they can not replace your mother, but they can give you the, the nurturing that you maybe missed out on or, or that you need. So what you're saying makes total yeah. sense yeah. after reading that as well. Yeah. 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 How do you feel? I feel light. I feel mm. amazing. Mm. I'm so glad. I, I feel very honored to have just been able to hold this space for you and just acknowledge you for your honesty and your vulnerability and your courage and your willingness and 
your passion. You know, I always feel such a connection to other life coaches because I do feel like it's a calling and you're on your way. I love that you have a coach. That's, that's amazing. And I feel like listen to this episode when it comes out, listen again. I will do. And coach yourself, like come up, like imagine that you were your client. How would you work through a lot of these things we were talking about? Maybe kind of write them down and not from a logical point, but sometimes just writing them down and just looking at them helps invoke our intuition, our creativity, our empathetic parts of ourselves in our brain and go as slow as you need. Give yourself as much time as you need. I think even this conversation and just looking at some things differently and and knowing what that big knot in the necklace is that's going to help the rest of it untangle, I feel like will will help. Um, and it's up to you to to continue, you know. And I know that you will because I can feel that commitment in your heart. Thank you so much. It's been amazing um, talking to you. Thank you so much, Davina, for your vulnerability and your honesty. And I want to start with that distinction between vulnerability and honesty. I consider myself very honest with all of you. You've heard me share things on this show that are personal. I I like sharing about my own life when I think it's relevant. I wouldn't necessarily use the word vulnerable. I would use the word honest because vulnerable feels like something I reserve for my own coach and I, my husband, my best friend, certain relationships to be vulnerable openly, to me, that's when you're still in it. And in this particular domain where I'm the coach really holding the show, unless I'm bringing someone on to coach me, it's really not my job to be vulnerable. It's my job to be honest and to be real and to be relevant. So any of you that are feeling a fear of, oh my gosh, put myself out there, be vulnerable, you know, and, and I might have even said on past episodes, it's important to be open and be vulnerable. But, and I got a, a real big nugget from Davina because I was thinking about that word as I was coaching her and I was checking in with myself and I'm like, am I really vulnerable? And maybe there's moments of it, but it's more the word honest is more true. It's more true because I'm not here to process things on the show. Unless again, I brought a coach on or someone on to hold space for me to process. I'm really here to hold the space for others. But that relatability and that honesty, I think is so important. So let's talk about Davina. I love what her coach said about the fear of being seen. And I definitely think there is huge relevance to that. And I kept getting this internal nudge when she brought up the thing about feeling annoyed when someone went to the same hairdresser, that this was inner child related. And what we got to is there is a big knot there in the necklace about not feeling chosen, about mom going and having another family. And it's like, what's mine? What do I get? And if I get it, am I going to lose it? And are people going to choose me? And am I worthy? Are they going to choose all these other coaches? Like mom chose these other children over me. That's a biggie. That's a biggie. So my encouragement to her was to really look at that and work with that inner child and really step into that mothering both with herself and her clients. And when I say mothering, I don't mean rescuing. I don't mean caretaking. I don't mean the self-sacrifice that a lot of mothers, including myself, can get into at times. It's more about holding that Mother Mary unconditional love energy of like, there is no shame here. There is no judgment. There's only love and compassion. And honestly, for anyone, especially coaches, sometimes we think we need to have these great answers out there. 
But really, if we can hold a space of love and compassion for the people in our life, that is often more powerful than any piece of advice or any aha moment we can create. Often someone feeling not judged is the biggest aha moment they can possibly have. And again, if you're looking for a lot of aha moments, I encourage you to apply for Elementum Coaching Institute. It is hands down the most epic coaching training program and it will change your life. Applications need to be in by September 1st. We start September 14th. Go to elementumcoachinginstitute.com. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Sending me so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.